you don't have to have the nicest and best equipment if you're just starting out. It's most, it's really important to just understand the basics of a camera first and foremost, because if you're buying like a really fancy camera and just shooting on automatic, you're still going to get the same type of shots that you're going to get with like a basic, like old camera that like yeah. doesn't have the same capabilities. Hey, I'm Cassidy Brooke, a full-time equine photographer with a passion for helping other photographers create the life of their dreams. When I abruptly quit my corporate job without any idea of what I was going to do, I suddenly found myself picking up a $400 camera, downloading a free app on my iPad, and taking photos of any horse I could get in front of my camera. That little hobby sparked a six-figure business, which allows me to live life on my terms. Now, I'm here to help you grow your photography business so that you can make your wildest dreams your reality. This is the Equine Photography Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Equine Photography Podcast. I am so excited to be joined today by Natalie Sudo of Natalie Sudo Photography and Tryon International Equestrian Center. Natalie, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Hi, I am so excited to be on here. Um, yeah, so um, I'm Natalie. I'm 21 years old, and I have been doing photography since I was like 15. <laughs> yeah, I am a private client photographer, and I also run um, the in-house photography program at Tryon International Equestrian Center. Um, I recently got this position, and I'm so excited to be part of the team there. And <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Tryon's like just, I love the mountain views and like the wood cabins and all like, I feel like a lot of people think like an international equestrian center, like everyone who like works there, it's just going to be like snobby and stuffy. And like, that is the most welcoming environment I've ever been in, in like an equestrian environment. Like I just love everyone there. Oh yeah. It's, it's the best. Um, the people are amazing. Everybody's so kind and it's almost like a small like town feel, but not because everybody still is like coming in and out. It's it's great. I personally love Tryon. Yeah, it's such a I just love it there. Like it's my favorite place to shoot. Like I just absolutely adore it. So you said you've been doing photography since you were like 15. What made you get into it? Like were you already a crazy horse girl and you were just like, oh, let me get a camera and take pictures? Like what started the whole thing? So I used to do IEA. Um, I was never really financially able to be a um, like horse girl, if that makes any sense. Like I, I, my parents didn't want to financially commit to um, horse showing and like the A circuit. So I did lessons here and there. And so I would just snag my mom, my mom's camera. Um, she is a wedding photographer or she used to be. And, um, so I would just snag a camera and bring it to the little IEA shows and I would take pictures of all my friends. Those are some pretty interesting photos. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. No real idea what timing was like at all. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of what got me into it. And then, um, I would just like go and follow my friends, um, to like all their shows, even if I wasn't showing and, um, I would just kind of like take pictures and then it evolved into me like people or not me but like people asking me like how much do you charge and like all that kind of stuff so just evolved into what it is today 
Um, would you have ever have guessed like when you picked up, well, first of all, I love that your mom was a wedding photographer. That makes, that's like, so like, I love that finding out that connection. Cause even though I know you and I've talked to you many times, I didn't know that. So I love that. But when you were like 15, did you ever think like, Oh, one day I'm going to be, you know, the like in-house photographer at Tryon international when you were like taking some like kind of sketchy IEA pictures. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, my parents were actually like not about it at all. They actually did not let me make a photography Instagram, which was the one thing I wanted to do. So I kind of went behind their backs and did it anyway. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. And, and so I always joke with my mom, like every time like something cool happens, I'm like, remember when you told me not to do this? <laughs> um, she, she can joke about it now. It's it's so funny. But um, yeah, it's, I truly like, did not see like any of this coming. I like always wanted to do it for fun. Um, I went into it um, kind of as like my side gig in like high school um, and college. Like it was, I didn't want to do like any real like normal high school jobs. So I kind of just started offering like photo shoots and stuff. And um, it kind of just evolved into me getting a job at WEF and um, the rest is history from there. Yeah, that's amazing. So has your heart always been in like horse shows? Do you like portrait sessions as well? Or is it like, gotta, gotta have the action shots? Is that where your heart's at? Um, I'm not really, I don't know. I've like always done like both. Um, I truly, I do love taking pictures at horse shows, but um, having the ability to like meet people at the horse shows to do their portraits and like really connect with them and like see them go and do like great things on the show circuit that's kind of what I'm about like I love seeing people I love seeing people progress and um do what they love and it kind of just like I don't know it makes me happy so that's kind of what I'm about like doing both of those things hand in hand the connection yeah I love that so much like I think that's probably my favorite part like I just started doing private client photography last year and it's funny how I you know I kind of am like the opposite like a lot of my portrait clients since I've been doing that for longer have turned into private clients and I love like being there at shows and like seeing them. And I just feel like when you're like at a horse show with someone and by the ring with them, like you connect with them in like a different way than you can in an hour portrait session. So I feel like, you know, the connections you make with people at horse shows is just like a different level. And like, I love that getting to know people and, you know, seeing them in the ring and cheering them on. Like I get so nervous when some of my clients who I shoot often are like going in the ring. Like, do you feel that sometimes when someone, you know, well, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Oh my goodness. It's, it's so like antsy. Cause I'm like trying to get like the great pictures of them, but I'm also like watching their round and like making sure like oh my god are they gonna like how is this gonna go are they gonna go clear like all those kind of things like I love listening to the trainers talk about the round after and when they win oh my goodness it feels like I've won too it's so great I love it um I get so excited I get so giddy and like I'm like oh my god they did so good (laughs) um so it's always like a special like I don't know There's so much emotion in horse showing, you know? And I mean, whether you're the rider, the trainer, the groom, the photographer, like you just feel that connection to the person and the horse like going in the ring. And I feel like that's one of my favorite parts about being at horse shows is just like that emotion that I feel like is nowhere else, you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I was watching my friend Addie 
last weekend and she went double clear um, on her horse beast mode. And I got so excited. It was so funny. But I was also like trying to take pictures at the same time. I was like, and the jump off, like running around like a crazy person, but also like being like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I know. I'm always like, keep it together, Cassie. Like you can't be shaking right now. Like you can't be like cheering, like stop holding your breath, like focus, just like get the shots. But it is like, yeah. it's such a rush. Like I almost feel like, you know, that feeling when like you got like every jump that you wanted and they had like the great pat at the end and like you got every picture from that. And it's like, wow, like I feel like I went like double clear in that round too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Having having those three great full oxers and then like a million verticals is like amazing. And then, um, I always like joke, I'm like, you better give me candids at the end of the round. (laughs) Like they took you around, pat your horse. Like, (laughs) oh my gosh, that's like the best shot to get. And I feel like that's the shot that everybody wants anyways. It's like the big Mm -hmm. hug at the end of a round. Do you like tell your clients that ever? Like, do you give them any direction or do you try and just like back off when they're like warming up and going in the ring? I normally I'm like backed off like most of the time but if it's my friends I like to joke around and be like if you don't give me candidates we're gonna have a problem (laughs) um, my friend Lexi will seriously like hug her horse's neck like arms fully around the neck like just loves on her horses and she's been doing that for years like it's not anything that like I've like told her to do but oh my goodness it's amazing for pictures and it it just shows like how much she actually truly like loves her horse and it's it's so precious to get on like to get photographed oh my gosh I know when it's like so genuine like that like you just feel the emotion and it's just like such a reminder of why people horse show because you know I feel like horse shows and especially like you know the a circuit has it gets a bad name and I see like so many you know Facebook posts go around about how horse shows are bad and professionals are just about in it for the money. And then like you see moments like that where you're like, no, like people freaking love the horse and they love that, you know, the feeling that like you just can't get from anything else. And I feel like when you get the pictures like that, it's just such a good and like true representation of what horse shows, like what I see the majority of, you know, like there is obviously always going to be the bad, but there's so much good there too. Oh yeah. 100%. And it's so refreshing to see like the difference um, in, I don't know, like different horse shows, like, I don't know what the word is. Different horse shows, you get different reactions from people. And I feel like the smaller shows, like everybody's more like hands-on lovey-dovey with their horses. And it's so refreshing to see after going into like a really big show where it's like mostly pros. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's just like it brings you back to like this is why I do this. And this it's not just like a like a um business. Oh, they need, yeah like oh they yeah, need that like photo not, for a sales ad like <laughs> yeah yeah it's so refreshing to see and that's why I love private client photography because I'm able to like truly get the images that these people want and um I just I know it's so it's such a different feel so like speaking of really big horse shows like talk to us a little bit about WEF like how do you survive like I mean the most I ever do is like two weeks at try on and I'm like wiped out because horse show days are long so like how do you survive a WEF season (laughs) so um I so I've worked WEF for three seasons um I did 2020 with Gianna Terranova and then I did 2021 with Kind Media and then 2022 with Kind Media. I was in college for all of them. Oh my gosh. Um, 
And this, so this past season was a little bit rough because I was signed up for 19 credit hours and I was trying to juggle like college and shooting like from 7.30 a.m. to like four in the afternoon. And it was just like not working out. So um, I ended up having to just do like Friday, Saturday, Sunday with Kind Media. But um, that was like halfway through the season kind of. Yeah, it was about like week seven. But before that, it was just like I'd go to work, I'd take pictures all day, and then I'd go home and sit in my room and do schoolwork. And I can tell you, like, I probably, well, I'm about to graduate, so I won't have to do it again. But like, (laughs) I would not recommend doing that to anybody because it's just so much. Because you want to, at the end of the horse show day, you want to like be able to relax and unwind. And um, I think as long as I wasn't doing school, it would have been so much easier so much better but I just yeah this past season was rough with college yeah oh my gosh yeah that is that's a lot how do you manage private clients at large shows like let's say you have you know 15 clients going and they're in all different rings and it's all spread out like do you are you making a schedule like how are you structuring your day to make sure that you're getting everyone's rounds because I'd say that's the one thing that I don't love about private client photography is like I am on like an anxiety level of like 10 all day like rushing around and trying to make <laughs> sure like I'm hitting everyone's rounds and you know there there's of course going to be times when like there's ring conflicts and you can't get every single oh, person's yeah. round but that feeling of like, oh, I want to be at every ring. Like, how are you managing that? And how are you structuring your day to get, you know, as much and as many rounds as you can? So I actually make a schedule every night, like the night before. Um, I actually now have hired my little sister to make it for me. But um, previously, I would just like make my own schedule. And you really can't do anything if there's conflicts. Um, I just do my best to like get everyone. I know that sounds like so bad, but um, it's just, you know, I, I really try to only take like a certain amount of clients, especially managing the try on in-house photography program. Um, I'm also having to shoot the request for the in-house program. So I have to kind of like make sure my schedule lines up with a lot of the requests, which is really hard to do. Um, but so I really only take like, before I was able to take like a bunch of clients, but now I'm like, maybe taking like on five or six yeah which is great like it's maybe a total of like 10 horses mm-hmm. maybe not depending on like who I have it's much but, more manageable oh yeah it's it's much more manageable I've only had like a few conflicts but not going one like I've never missed anybody um this past like a couple of weeks um which was really great and um it's like the best feeling like at the end of like a horse show week when you're like man, I did it. Like I got it all. It's like the best, like you won the lottery. Oh yeah. And then if you look at the schedule, like the night before and you're like, oh my goodness, it just looks like conflicts. It's not going to be conflicts. No, nobody ever goes at the time they're supposed to like, yeah, make my little schedule. And I'm like, I know this is like very loose. Like the first person will probably be the first person I shoot. But other than that, like sometimes that was supposed to be second ends up being like the last person because there's always, you know, ring conflicts and everything. Mm-hmm. I always joke that like if it looks like it's going to be a crazy day, it's definitely not going to be a crazy day. And if it looks like it's going to be an easy day, it's most definitely not going to be an easy day. Um, all the guys at the end gate are my best friends. Um, <laughs> I talk to them all day. I'm like, how's how's the international looking? How's you know? Yeah. Um, 
just because it's like I can't I can only be in like one place at one time so I wish there were like five copies of me but unfortunately that's not possible quoting right. <laughs> so, quoting people's way too expensive so not worth yeah it. um and I don't even have the gear to like give to those five copies <laughs> right. so <laughs> we're talking about a very expensive expansion here yeah so. it would <laughs> Natalie Sudo times five would not not be very financially feasible Uh, (laughs) be wild but yeah it's it's real I feel like after WEF and like going from such a busy horse show to um try on it's try on is busy don't get me wrong but it's I feel like most horse shows do not compare to WEF like WEF is just like an insane like everybody's showing at the same time 12 rings running at once you have to be really careful about your scheduling and that's why at kind media we had like five people because mm-hmm. there was no way that the three of us like prior could have like could cover that much oh, yeah. no you'd um, be just like sprinting around all day like you guys would all weigh like 12 pounds from the amount of running you'd be doing <laughs> oh my god and believe me we were we were still running oh, around sure. like crazy people but um I I think after WEF, like going to WEF and going through those 12, thir- 13 weeks, my bad, <laughs> it's 13 now, I'm um, going through those 13 weeks and um, just like going through that, it makes every single other horse show so much easier and yeah. it's, it really like prepares you for everything else. And I owe Kind Media like big time for that because like, Otherwise, I wouldn't have the confidence to go into all these other horse shows. Like I, after WEF, I was able to do my own horse show in Atlanta and schedule all that. And that was, um, I like, I didn't, if I hadn't done WEF with like Kind Media and Gianna, I definitely would not have felt as confident going into that. Yeah, totally. What advice do you have for someone that's wanting to get into private client or even being an official photographer, but they're not sure where to start? Like, this is a question I get so much from people. And although I do some horse show photography, like it's sort of just like a little extra thing that I do because I love going to horse shows. Like my primary is portrait and commercial and branding work. So Something a lot of people say is like, I, you know, have a hard time getting practice in taking pictures at horse shows because of private client policies. You know, a lot of times you're going to have to pay to go shoot somewhere. And if you don't have clients because you don't know how to shoot it, like, like what advice do you have for somebody who's has no experience shooting horse shows and wants to get into this? So I completely understand that. Like you have no, you, you don't get clients because you don't have experience. And that was me for like the longest time. And what I had to do was I had to go to these local shows and um, I would email the officials and ask if I could come take pictures. And most of the times it was a no, mm-hmm. but um, going to like my friend's barn and practicing and all that kind of stuff. I did more than I like to admit, take pictures at shows, but there was also like less rules when I was getting into this. Um, so it's definitely not something I recommend now, but, um, it, I would email your official photographers at your local shows, see if they're hiring, see if they will let you shadow them because that is the most important thing is to like get on a path with the official photographers where, um, you're not like, I, you're not just coming in and taking pictures willy nilly, like Mm -hmm. see if you can shadow them, see if you can be like, Hey, I just only want to take pictures for a couple of rounds today. Um, I just want to like really get some experience. Um, 
you know, I don't, obviously you can't like give your pictures out or anything, but like, so go shoot with those officials, go shadow the officials as much as you can. Officials are hiring. Like everybody's hiring. I'm hiring. <laughs> if anybody wants a job, <laughs> right. You're like, if you want practice, please come be me a tryout. I need you at ring three right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I am so open to like teaching people, even like, um, we had somebody this week who has like really great gear, but she just doesn't understand like how to get the clear shots, how to frame shots. I am so down to help people. Like I would have loved to have help, um, getting into this. Um, and I really, like, I only started taking like decent shots after I started working for Gianna. So like when you start working for someone, you pick up all their mannerisms and you pick up like how they shoot. And, um, it just helps you elevate your own photography so much. Like I've worked for so many different like businesses and companies, um, and just taking in little bits and pieces of what they've taught me and applying it to my own photography, I feel like has made my photography more of my own. Um, if that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. Um, you're like and, your own recipe with all these like little ingredients that you've picked up from lots of different people along the way. Yeah. It's like Franken photography. It's like <laughs> a whole bunch of different styles. It's like the super artsy, the super basic, um, you know, and so I would just say, like, reach out to your official photographer. Um, yeah, most photographers are going to want you to have your own gear, but there are actually a lot of photographers who have gear setups already ready for their second shooters. Um, so just, like, join the equine photography group on Facebook. Post that you're looking for some, like, second shooter work. Post your portfolio. Ask if there's any tips. Um, yeah, I would. And if you can't, if there's no, like, shows in your area, go to your friend's barn shoot their jumping lesson. Um, that would be my best tip, um, for trying to get into photography. Yeah, no, I think that's good for people to hear because I think a lot of people are like scared to reach out to the official oh, photographer. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. There's a lot of different like little shows in our area and a lot of official photographers and definitely like, you know, the ones that like are a hundred percent going to call you out if you're there with a camera that looks even somewhat professional, even if you're just like taking pictures of a friend. But yeah, like a lot of people are hiring and just getting experience and being okay, like working under someone like it, you have to start, you know, with something like being able to learn from other people. What is like one thing you wish you would have known at that first like IEA show that you ever shot? Like if you could go back and like tell young Natalie, like, Hey, you need to know this. Like, what would that thing be? Oh my goodness. Um, it doesn't matter what camera gear you have if you're just doing it for fun. Um, <laughs> I used to be like so caught up in the thing of like, I need this, I need this. And um, I really wasn't doing it professionally. Like for the longest time, I was just doing it for fun. So I, I see like a lot of times people just will DM me on Instagram and just be like, what camera do I need? Like all this kind of stuff. You don't need the nicest equipment to take like decent pictures you're, that's what your officials are for. Um, you can take like pictures for fun and still not have like the best equipment and still end up with decent pictures. Mm -hmm. It's just like the whole like understanding manual and like all that kind of stuff that can really elevate your pictures and um, really help you create 
decent shots. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people do get hung up on that and thinking like, well, I can't even start until I have this gear, but I don't have $10,000 to spend on camera equipment. And I'm always like, I started my photography business with like a $400 Nikon that I got at Costco and an iPad. (laughs) I didn't even have a computer. Like I literally just edited on a little iPad. And I think that, you know, people do think they need to have, you know, a $10,000 lens before they can get shots at a horse show and it's like no like you can have the $400 camera and get some pretty good stuff and work on all those fundamentals of getting the shot and knowing what settings you you know you need to use to get that shot Mm -hmm. my um even though my mom was a wedding photographer she wouldn't let me use her equipment most of the time um so I had a $150 Canon Rebel that I got at Goodwill oh I love that and I used her I did use her um lenses every once in a while it was a very special occasion if I did but um yeah so I shot on that Canon Rebel until actually I brought it with me to WEF when I worked for Gianna so I yeah I had that $150 Canon Rebel and I eventually got a 7200 f4 and then I like ended up slowly upgrading, but um, you don't have to have the nicest and best equipment if you're just starting out. It's most it's really important to just understand the basics of a camera first and foremost, because if you're buying like a really fancy camera and just shooting on automatic, you're still gonna get the same type of shots that you're gonna get with like a basic like old camera that like yeah. doesn't have the same capabilities. Yeah, it's a waste and. I think people kind of use that as like an excuse as why they can't do it because like, oh, well, I can't afford like, you know, Natalie takes these amazing pictures because she's got $10,000 worth of camera equipment. But it's like, yeah, you started with a $150 camera that you got a good will. Like you have to start and work your way up as you go. Yeah. And I'm still like working my way up. Like I, I like am just now replacing my 70 to 200 that I've had for years. So you can still get those same shots that like are decent. I've, I just this year got my, uh, 1DX Mark three. And before that I'd been shooting on the 60. Um, I can't even remember what number it is, but it was like a thousand dollar camera. And yes, that's a really nice camera, but it was mostly meant for like videos and stuff like that. So it wasn't really the best at the picture taking aspect, but I was able to like explode my brand from like nothing to like actually being like decent and like being able to charge like appropriate amount for photo shoots and stuff like that and um that it's all like building blocks it all builds on each other and you shouldn't expect it to like grow overnight if that makes any sense yeah like even though you're would you say you're 21 now yes I'm 21 so you've been doing it for like you know people might think like oh you're 21 you're so young but yeah you started when you were 15 so like you've been doing this for it's not like an overnight thing it is a slow process and I think so many people like give up way too early. I think I lost you. You're frozen. Oh, okay. You're back. I would say you're frozen for a second. I said, yeah, like, it's saying internet's unstable. Oh, I'm not sure why. I'm on try on Wi-Fi. <laughs> Dang it, try on. <laughs> so come on. You know, like I think so many people like give up too early because they think that they should have like a full client list after doing it for like Mm -hmm. three months. And that's just not the case. I mean, like even for me, I really only say that I've been professional for a year because before that I was, I mean, professional is like such a weird term in photography because you're really charging for your time and, um, and it's, I don't know, it's hard to say that like you're a professional photographer 
this day and age because it's so easy for everybody to get a camera. Um, and you kind of have to like distinguish like part, it's mostly like part-time professional photography and like full-time professional photography. I was part-time for most of my life. Like I was just doing like one or two photo shoots a week, if even any, um, like there were months where I didn't have a photo shoot just cause I didn't feel like doing any. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I think it was like, yeah, 2021 is really where I really started going full-time. And even then, like it wasn't as full-time as a lot of people here. I was just doing try on and like, I had the kind media shows and, um, I did like my own show, like for one week. And I feel like this year really was my, like, I'm full-time because I had like two weeks off in between WEF to get like up here. And I really, I've just been clicking, clicking the camera ever since. So it's, this year is really truly like my first year full time. And now I truly feel like on the same level as a lot of professionals and imposter syndrome is so real in the photography industry. Yeah. So real. Yeah. I think, you know what, one of the best things that I did was just like unfollow or mute the posts of photographers who I felt like inferior to and felt like I was like constantly comparing my work to. Like, honestly, I, posts on social media a lot, but I almost never scroll through social media because like, we're definitely our own like toughest critics. Like no matter what you, you know, are how good your pictures are, if it's the best picture that you've ever taken, like you're always going to look at someone else's and be like, well, they are still better than me. And I think no matter what level you get to, like, there's always going to be some level of that. Oh yeah. I'm seeing like everybody purchase their own equipment that like me as a college student couldn't afford it was really tough seeing that because it's like I know I can do better than this I know I can offer more and it's just like the imposter syndrome was so real (laughs) like I I truly like didn't feel like I really belonged in the industry especially like being like 19 and 20 like I felt like nobody took me seriously and nobody like really understood that I did want to go full-time with this mm-hmm. and um just like hearing some things that like people might have said about like my pictures and stuff like that it was just like really hard as like an impressionable like college like high school like kid to hear those things so I used to be like mega on social media and now I've just like completely almost removed myself mm-hmm. um there was a time like where I hadn't posted in like six months so like it's just the imposter syndrome is so real. And, um, now I feel like I'm finally like kind of on the levels, like on par with a lot of private client photographers. But even then, like, I only really felt that like these, this past six weeks, you know, like it's, it's, it's so real. Yeah. And it's so competitive. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, like, I just keep myself like out of everything. Like I just am in my own little like (laughs) Cassidy world. I sometimes like, I'm like, Oh, I feel bad. Cause I like never, you know, go and support people on social media and I'm like liking all their posts and stuff. But I just, I mean, social media can be like hard on your mental health, especially as like a creative entrepreneur where it's like, we're so attached to our work and Mm -hmm. rolling through social media is, I feel like just never good for your mental health. (laughs) But I do think, you know, posting and being on social media is a huge part of growing a business. So I never try to deter people from being on there, but definitely from like just mindlessly scrolling because we're always going to be our toughest critic. And I'm sure there's people who look at your like photography and are like, 
wow, I could never take pictures as good as Natalie and you're doing this, you know, the same thing. So I think it's, there's always like levels to it. Somebody's always looking at your work, thinking that you're always looking at someone else's. So just, you know, focusing on yourself and like just growing yourself and growing Mm -hmm. your own skills is, you know, just the name of the game and you're doing amazing and you should not feel imposter syndrome. Like you're a (laughs) freaking boss. So I'm just going to shut that down right now. (laughs) What is like your absolute favorite part of being at shows and doing private client photography? Like I said earlier, just that like connection with your clients and like seeing them grow and like following them to different shows um, and seeing them at different shows. Like a lot of people that I saw at WEF are here at Tryon over the summer. And it's just like so crazy to see um, all of them doing so well, like here at Tryon after seeing them at WEF, seeing those same horses seeing them do so much better at try on than they did at WEF. Like it's, it's so great to like see the growth and like connect with your clients. And yeah, it's, it's like what I mentioned earlier. The connection is really there. What is your least favorite part of private client photography? Oh, I don't, (laughs) it it really depends. It, it changes. (laughs) Um, I, it's such a great, I love being a private client photographer, but sometimes it's the work is just insane. You don't really have those off days. You don't really have the set business hours um, because you're like, okay, I'm getting these pictures up tonight. Like that's that. Um, I really have to remind myself, like I'm still in college. I still need to have like a life outside of my business. And I think the hardest part is like over committing and then having to like actually follow through with that overcommitment and just like not really having like a set business schedule and like business hours and yeah you know boundaries are really hard like I actually just recorded a podcast episode about that yesterday about saying no to stuff and like I think that's probably what has if anything like held my business back because I it's hard to say no when somebody's like hey can you cover me this week at the show and you're like oh my god I love that person of course I want to cover them and you're like but that means that's 15 people and I can't I'm going to be exhausted and just like being able to say no to that is so important for our 100% you know overall well-being yeah I mean and some people come up to me at shows and they ask me like hey do you think you can cover like me for the rest of the weekend and I'm like I hate telling people no, especially in person. So I, I usually always agree. And it's so bad for me because then I get home and I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> I know. I, I make it work because I really, I understand how it feels to like not get the pictures that you're like wanting. And like, I want to be able to offer that to people. So I will like take it and like, I will deal with it and I will do it just to make these people like get the pictures that they want, make them happy. and. Um, so it's, it, it kind of, yeah. (laughs) The like good feeling of giving, delivering those images kind of makes up for the like. Oh yeah. My Mondays and Tuesdays are my religious off days. Like I push myself so much through the weekend and then I'm like, but I can get through it because I have Monday and Tuesday off. Right. You just get to totally (laughs) shut it down. Like not even look at a camera. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah, I think that's really important being able to like turn it all off and just be a human and relax. Like, I think that's something that a lot of 
you know, photographers, especially who are very driven and want to do big things, like it is really hard to like, that's something people ask me about, like, how do you like balance work and life? And I'm like, I'm not the right person to ask about that because like (laughs) I work a lot, but I think, you know, a lot of like being at horse shows, it, I'm not saying it doesn't feel like work because there are times when, you know, you've been Mm -hmm. on your feet for like 15 hours and you know, you still have to edit all these pictures and you're like, God, I'm tired. Saturday night. (laughs) Yeah. But also like, I mean, how freaking cool that we have cameras and we get to be at a horse show and like call that work, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I'm doing what I love. I can't complain. Yeah. So I I never saw myself like actually getting a full-time job doing what I love. Like I always pictured myself like in an office cubicle and I was like, I cannot do that. I would be so sad. So I did it. I sat in a cubicle. I made it. I think my last day was like, I think I made it like 363 days. Like I didn't quite make it a full year in my corporate job. And like, I literally came home and cried every night and was so depressed and miserable. And that's what I thought I always wanted was like a Monday through Friday, nine to five, you know, two weeks paid vacation kind of deal. But I now work probably twice as many hours as I did at that corporate job and I'm a thousand times happier. It's it's so I think it's like the rewarding part of like having your own business and like being able to see like the growth in yourself and when you work for a co- like corporation it's so hard because it's like the growth is not your own mm-hmm. if that makes any sense and yeah. like I am such a like person where like I want the growth to be my own and I want the growth to be in like my company and like myself and so working for another like person or like business it's really hard for me because I'm like I feel connected to this but the effort that I'm putting in is not like for my own self and my own business and that's like kind of my toxic trait a little bit (laughs) but um it it helps that's the kind of traits you want in like a business owner so it it's I think that like people have to know that about themselves. Like I very much am the same way and I, I'm not good at being told what to do. So I'm not a very good employee because I always think (laughs) like, and I, I like, I admit this, like, I don't know with no shame, but like, I always think my ideas are better and I always think I can figure out a better way to do it than somebody telling me what to do. And like, I do not thrive in an environment where someone's like, at 8 a.m. I need you to do this work. Like I am a free spirit and I would, you know, there's that thing like <laughs> entrepreneurs would rather work a hundred hours a week for themselves than 40 hours a week for someone else. And that oh, is that's like, so true. That's so true. I, I, I like, I'll get up at like 7 a.m. Get to the horse show at 7:30, and then I'm there to like 6 30 and then I'm editing till like 10 and making us like before I had my sister make my schedule. So I was like making my schedule to like one and then I do the whole thing. Over again. And, yeah. and no complaints because it was, I'm doing this for myself and I know that my business will grow so much if I'm putting all this effort in. Whereas like, if you're putting in effort for like another company, it's like, it's, it's good for the company, but it's not for you. If that makes any yeah. sense. No, totally. What are like, so I think some some photographers who haven't done any kind of show photography yet like are like okay do I want to be like an official photographer do I want to do private client photography like what do you feel like are the biggest differences between the two and is there you know one that you feel like is better than the other that people should be like looking to get into you know kind of like decipher the two for us So 
private client photography and official photography are two like really starchly different things. Um, official photography is like two jumping shots, one flatting picture, maybe a candid if they like they were are, like wild staring you down <laughs> and you're like they're staring at right at the camera and they're like patting their horns. <laughs> um, but private client photography is more like one on one. So you're like following them around. You're basically like a glorified paparazzi. Um, and I love calling it like pony paparazzi. I think it's so funny. Um, and so, yeah, I would say if like you're looking to get into any type of photography, you start with official photography. You learn the basics. You learn like the building blocks of like being a horse show photographer. You understand the timing. You understand what people are looking for. Because my biggest downfall and like why I kind of spent like so many years like not being a professional photographer was I didn't really understand. Like I thought I understood it, but I didn't really understand it. Like the timing and the framing and like all that kind of stuff. And working with an official photographer, they will help you so much to like get those types of shots because they're getting the shots at the cell. So, um, and then once you become like, if you wanted to do like private client photography, um, you can like take those key concepts and make them your own. You can get more artsy with it because your clients are hiring you for you. They're not hiring, they're hiring you in addition to the official photography photos. So like it's it's kind of like they go hand in hand, but like they don't. They're kind of like building blocks on yeah. each other. Yeah, no, I, I I totally love that. I've done, I was an official photographer one time and that I worked like a hundred hours in five days and I was like, never again, <laughs> because oh, yeah. it, it is like getting the, you know, like two good oxer over fence shots and it's not, there's not a lot of, I feel like creativity in it. So it's yeah. like great for learning the fundamentals and like the basics of shooting horses over fences, yeah. but it's not that like putting your own creativity in it. Yeah. And it's, it's so frustrating because it's like, I could take 300 pictures of this person right now, but they're definitely not going to want to use like all these because you can't physically load 300 pictures of the same person on the website for every single person. Oh, yeah. So it's, it's just a whole different ball game. And like with the try on in-house photography, I'm trying to get like extra shots of people because I know from like a client's perspective, they want those like they want that more personable feel and they want those like coming into the end gate. Like if I have one of my second shooters in like the stadium and um, I'm just like not really doing anything, I will go to like the back, like where the schooling area is. I will take pictures of people walking into the end gate. I will take pictures of people with their trainers. And for me personally, what a lot of like official for me personally, what I think is like a lot of official photographers are missing out on that aspect of like getting the candidates because they're so focused on getting those like jumping shots. And a lot of people who have shown like so many times, there's only so many jumping shots. you can Right. Get. Especially, they, I mean, like I love hunters and jumpers both, but like, you know, the one hunter over fence shot, like that, that horse probably jumps the same every single time. Like there's only, yeah. you're not going to buy that at every show if you're showing every single week. Yeah, they only buy like one. Yeah. And so, but like from what I've noticed is like a lot of people will buy the candidates because mm -hmm. they're like, I want my trainer appreciation post. I want like this picture with my dad. Like I never get pictures with my dad. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you really want to create those like special moments and like really help like bring in the like joy and like the, like 
the behind the scenes of the horse showing because like that's what you're there for you're the official photographer you should be photographing like everything (laughs) yeah getting all of it what are your thoughts when you like let's say you have a client in the jumper ring and you walk up to the ring knowing they're you know going in in a few minutes what are you looking for when you're positioning yourself what are you thinking like are you planning on sprinting all around the ring kind of give us your thoughts on that (laughs) it really depends (laughs) it depends when I walk up to the ring I'm usually like oh my goodness please 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 have like two fences near the end gate because for me, I like to get in-gate candidates and like candidates of people warming up. And as a private client photographer, I mostly do like candidates of everybody. And there's not really much I can do from the other side of the arena. So I usually just check the course map. And if I can see like right as I'm walking up to full oxers, I'm like, okay, perfect. This is where I'm staying. And then um, if I have more time, I'll like walk around and like see if there's like three oxers or something. But most of the time I stick to the two oxers by the end gate. And then I just add on as much as I can from there. Um, because like I said, I still try to get like those traditional shots. So um, yeah, I it, it also really depends on like the way the course is set up. I feel like as photographers, we've memorized so many courses, more probably more than competitors. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's great when like the course changes through the day and like especially if the course is like more good for pictures but yeah I usually try to stick by the end gate if I can't I will do the whole running around thing try not to do it as much as I can because I feel like I get a little bit antsy and like Mm -hmm. pictures never turn out as good because it's less of a plan yeah it's kind of like and you never know how fast the horse is gonna go you never know how spooky a horse is going to be so you really just want to avoid running around like a crazy person but I've definitely <laughs> Good <and> solid <laughs> advice <laughs> I've definitely done the speed walk and the awkward speed walk to the next fence um too many times to count but I do try to like stay in one spot and just get those solid shots because then I can really just make sure they're good yeah yeah I'd, quality over quantity yeah quality over quantity um I and I tell my second shooters this all the time two full oxers if you can't like that's fine but I don't need six mediocre jumps yeah that's yeah yeah like I would rather have like one freaking bomb picture with a great background beautiful Mm -hmm. jump versus like 15 jumps of like a vertical where my horse is like jumping flat and doesn't look cute yeah and like I always stress like backgrounds are so important like at the Tryon Stadium um, or not the Tryon Stadium the International Stadium I will say stand on the side with the bleachers it's backlit but you get the pretty green in the background yeah and I've had so many photographers come to me and say like Tryon is so hard to shoot it's really not guys Tryon is so beautiful if you can if you know what you're looking for yeah and it's so frustrating to hear that oh I'm not going to come to Tryon because it's so hard to shoot. It's not. Is that why a lot of people it's don't go? Because I feel like Tryon is like a very dead zone for private client photographers. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I, cause I guess it's just not a lot of photographers know that it's, it can be really easy to shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of private client photographers don't go there just because they've told me that like, they don't like shooting down. Yeah. Um, from like the, the like All elevated yeah for like one through four but it it gives you a different perspective I think and it's definitely not the same as Kentucky or WEF but that's the beauty of like these different show parks they're not the same yeah um and being able to make 
like being able to take great pictures from those like difficult to shoot spots really just shows your ability to take good pictures I like you know if you're able to work with what you got yeah and um like going through my try-on pictures I'm like these are actually pretty decent (laughs) like yeah I can like see and I mean being the official we're allowed to stand in the schooling area but like there are so many times where I've shot from those like raised elevated like yeah pathway catwalk things and I've still taken great pictures from those. Yeah. So I, whenever people tell me like try on so difficult to shoot, I'm just like, it's really not. Yeah. It's it's really not like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just have to learn it. And I think that's something a lot of people like also don't think about is, you know, when you're looking at beautiful pictures of like, you know, a meter 65 jump at WEF and a beautiful mm-hmm. horse, like, that picture is always going to look different than ring two at try on where it's like yeah. a tiny hunter jump. Like you can't really compare that's comparing apples to oranges. Cause yes, of course a beautiful sunlit palm trees, giant jump with a grand prix horse. Like, yeah, that's always going to be flashier yeah. on Instagram than like a little kid jumping a two foot hunter jump. And I've always said this, like the smaller hunters and the smaller jumper classes are going to be like your best places to take pictures because it's the people who actually want the pictures. Yeah. You get those genuine reactions. And I feel like a lot of photographers miss out on that because they just go and they're like, you know what? I'm just going to shoot the meter forties today and you know, whatever. And really ring two um, try on so beautiful. If you're from the schooling area, because you've got like the trees and the, you know, I love shooting at ring two, but, um, the itty bitty hunters are also so difficult to shoot because it their feet like they're, they're yeah, never they don't really square out. yeah they're never really square yeah. so it just shows like as a photographer if you are able to successfully shoot like the itty bitty like jumpers and the itty bitty hunters and the ponies yeah like that just shows your versatility as a photographer because yeah. I usually like tell like if I'm like just getting like a new photographer who I haven't really like, met yet who I don't really like know how they're gonna shoot I usually stick them at the bigger jumps because there's it's more easier. of the timing <laughs> it's it's so much easier like it's not to me it's not impressive if you can shoot like meter 40 jumpers because yeah. it's like they're floating in got the like a solid like five seconds, seconds yeah. like, they've definitely got like and there's still like timing with those of course but it's genuinely so much easier and, oh yeah um, I don't think there's anything harder yes. than shooting like a two-foot hunter with like some wide standards and like a not super cute jumper like there's just nothing harder than that like the timing of it and the truth is like horses are going to jump the way they're going to jump there is no amount of perfect timing that's going to get a cute jump out of a horse that just doesn't jump cute yeah and 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 you can like make it work and if you can make it work then that just shows you nailed it you are (laughs) and um and that's what people want because people appreciate those like actually decent shots. They don't want the ones where the horse is like halfway over the fence and, you know, stepping over it. So you just really have to like pick the jumps that you think the horses are going to jump well. And that's, you know, usually oxers and um, usually like either the inside oxers or the outside oxers. It's not, oh, I'm going to go shoot the single, you know, random because I get five jumps. It's yeah. pick the two, stick with those. They usually jump them pretty okay. And if they're not, Pick some different jumps. Yeah. Relocate. <laughs> relocate. Yeah. 
Well, Natalie, this has been wonderful. I want to be mindful of your time as I know we are doing this on, is this a day off for you? Sort of, not really. I really don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm conflicted. It's not really a day off, but I'm pretending. There's a B show. It's it's Friday through Sunday. So this is is an easier. Perfect. Well, before we totally wrap up, is there anything like you want to tell someone who's just trying to get into this? Anything like any last like final advice to give someone? Um, I would just say, keep pushing through it. Um, just keep doing what you love. Keep taking those pictures. Even if it's like, even if they're blurry, even if, you know, don't listen to what people have to say, just do it because you love it. I think that's so important. Um, and yeah, that, that would be my biggest thing is just keep doing it. Just keep chugging on through it. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only way to get better. Right. Like the first pictures we all take are going to suck. Like, I don't know. There's there's your first 10,000 pictures, or I think it might be more than that are going to be your worst. That's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Like 10,000 pictures is like, yeah, (laughs) totally. But you got to get through them. You know, you got to get through that hundred thousand to start taking the good ones. Yeah. And, um, just, just find those like friends that can be like your dummies for your photography business yeah you know, like find 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 some friends that would do anything to like have some cute pictures because yeah. those are going to be those are going to be your best buds when it comes to growing your photography business because totally. they will do anything to get those pictures and you're going to do anything to want to get those pictures mm-hmm. so that would be my biggest thing yeah I love it I love it <laughs> all right so right before we sign off I like to do my rapid fire questions so I'm gonna ask okay. you six questions pretty quickly one sentence or less. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Your favorite place to shoot? West. Okay. Hunters or jumpers? Ooh, uh, jumpers. Good answer. Good answer. (laughs) Your favorite coat color for a horse? Ooh, like a really pretty, like, dark bay. Yeah. I love this. You know what? They might be, like, plain, but a good dark bay just hits different. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With dapples? Oh, my God. Dapples, yeah. Like, of course. Dappled anything. Like, sign me up. Yeah. 100%. Black backgrounds? Hire me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're like, here's my number. (laughs) I've done it before. (laughs) I'm I'm with you. Spring or fall shoots? Fall. Good call. Good call. Show photography or portrait sessions? Show photography. I suspected that. If you have to choose, buy the new lens or buy the new camera? Ooh, old me would have said buy the lens. Uh, probably buy the camera because, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, it's mm, maybe buy the lens. <laughs> buy the lens. It's like you're like yolo glasses on. It's like putting glasses on. If your eyes like, if you need different lenses, get different lenses. I don't know. Um, <laughs> glass over camera body. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a hard. That's a tough question to answer because both <laughs> it, it depends on like what camera body you have yeah but totally I don't know yeah definitely lenses over camera body yeah Natalie thank you so much I hope you have a wonderful rest of your sort of day off and I appreciate <laughs> you coming on the show yeah thank you so much for having me I really I was really excited to do this and I'm glad I did good yeah that makes me happy what is your Instagram handle so people can go and follow you my Instagram is just my name and photography. It's Natalie Pseudo Photography. Um, and yeah, I also have Facebook, um, but I don't really know what that is. I think it's just Natalie Pseudo Photography. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm most active on Instagram. 
Perfect. Go follow Natalie and look at her awesome try-on pictures. Her proof that try-on is in fact beautiful and you can get great <laughs> shots there. Yes. Private client photographers, you are always welcome. <laughs> we have one of the most inclusive private client photography programs yes. out of all show parks. Oh, for so sure. please come say hi. Yes. I'm so down to meet so many new private client photographers. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Natalie. Yeah, of course.